Good evening. Welcome to another 11 Mile Sessions Live. We've got all kinds of exciting stuff for you this evening. Uh, we're going to have an interview coming up in just a second with John Gallagher from the band Raven. They're going to be playing at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck uh, this Saturday night. And uh, they're a heavy metal band that uh, goes back to... Um, the 80s, um, precursors to uh, other bands that you might know, like Metallica, Iron Maiden, although they were starting already, those other bands, but they, they kind of started a little bit before. But anyway, um, after the interview, I'm going to announce it. Uh, we're going to give away a pair of tickets for Saturday's show, so stick around for that, of course. Got lots of great videos for you, songs as usual, and coming up at 7 o'clock, live band performance from the band Strange Heart. So let's get started right now. This is an interview that was pre-recorded just an hour or so ago with John Gallagher of the band Raven. All right, 11 Mile Sessions Live. I'm Scott Boatwright, and as promised, we have the gentleman John Gallagher on the phone, the bassist and vocalist for the band Raven. How you doing today, John? I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. All right. I still can't see you, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll get started and we'll see what happens from there, I guess. Try that. Try that. Try that. Back on. Yep. Ah. Let's give it a shot. There we go. I see your hand in your face now. <laughs> get my hand out of the way. Yeah. But I'm there. I'm there. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. So, the reason for this call, uh, well, the reason why uh, we're talking is because you have something that came out on September 30th on SPV Records. It's a compilation of uh, music uh, during uh, the career of Raven, and that's very exciting news. Um, and then uh, we'll talk about it in a minute, but you have a new album coming out next year. We do indeed. We're in the process of mixing, and we have it, oh, I think we've got about nine or ten mixed at the moment. There's a few more to go because we recorded way more than we needed. And that way we'll select the 10 for the album, the uh -huh. two for the extra tracks, and then we'll have four probably for an EP to come out later on. We just had so many good songs, we just killed them, you know. Sorry, that was uh, my last-ditch alarm for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No worries. That's live radio and all the new technology, as we were talking about. Ah, so um, let's yeah. uh, start from the beginning, if you don't mind, for just a little bit. Um, your first album came out in '81, uh, I believe, and then it That's says right. that it says the band was formed in 1974. Now, when you say started in '74, was that just you as teenagers playing in bars, or? Uh, that was us as teenagers. We were going to form a band before we could even play or sing. Uh, it took until December. Of 75 for us to play our first gig, which was at our high school. The following year, we did another gig at the high school, and then we did a gig at the church hall. And then by the end of the year, we were playing pubs and starting to play the working men's clubs. And mm -hmm. all right, now before which was a baptism of fans, you know, that's where we, we learned our trade, so to speak. You know, you had to entertain or they would be vicious. They would turn on you. <laughs> yeah. And sink or swim by then, huh? So were Definitely. you able to were you able to play any uh somewhat larger shows before your first EP, you know, E P or album? Um any of the biggies uh, that we would know or 
we opened for the Stranglers, funnily enough, in 1977. Oh, when nice. The punk thing started. And there was another band that was quasi-punk called The Motors. Mm. And we opened for the Stranglers at Newcastle University, which was a big gig. And oh, yeah. for the Motors at the Mayfair Ballroom in Newcastle, which was, there was only really two big halls, and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. That was one of our first times playing the Mayfair, yeah. Yeah, I actually got to see the Stranglers. Uh, they were one of the headliners at the Rebellion Fest in Blackpool this year. They're a fabulous band. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They were great. They were great. But they were co- complete carpetbaggers. They weren't young punks at all. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, Dave, the keyboard player, was phenomenal. And Sorry, I kind of lost you. I, I don't hear anything right now. But anyway, you were talking about the Stranglers and Carpetbaggers. Yeah, the, the, the Stranglers. They were, you know, they were older guys there who, you know, jumped the punk wave, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, they could play. They had songs. They were great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So the um, main reason for the tour, actually, in addition to the uh, compilation that's come out, is you're uh, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the second release, Wipeout. Yep, wiped out 40, 40th anniversary. Where and, did the time know, usually go? Usually, we don't. We, it, it wouldn't have even occurred to us to do something like this, you know, because there's a lot of bands that go, "Oh, it's our fifth anniversary, and we're going to play the." It's like no, but once you reach the 40th anniversary, that's got some gravitas to it, and yes, it, it really seems something viable, something worth doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's been great revisiting these songs, and those three of the songs that were never never played live ever so wow and they're three of the most fun to do so it's awesome <laughs> so we're we're in for a real treat on this tour um how's the u.s been treating you so far by the way uh it's, it's been great i mean things are things are getting better we went out last year right after the pandemic or during it depending on where you were <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, things were a little strange but people were happy to come out and see a show they were very happy and things are a little more normal now but there, there are an awful lot of bands out on the road uh all fighting for the same real estate but uh yeah. so far so good uh reaction to this tour in particular has been great really cool that's fantastic so one of the things that I read here, and I kind of remember when I used to check out Iron Maiden in the early years, the early 80s, um, I remember them mentioning something called Athletic Rock, and they say that, that you know, Raven was kind of part of um, what started that whole thing, the more um, physical performance. Yeah, that was a comment on our first single, I believe, by you know, coined by the, the guy who ran the record label. Uh, and we were like, well, I don't care what you call us as long as you spell our name correctly. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Fine. I mean, we were wearing running togs and just to look a little different because, to be honest, most of the bands at that point were still wearing the 70s silks and kimonos and all that <laughs> to try and look uh, rock starish. And we yeah. thought that was a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And since we were and always have been, you know, energetic on stage, running around and those mm-hmm. clothes were comfortable and they were bright and they looked cool. So we went with that. And as it went down the line, when we finally came to America, we were visiting Madison Square Garden and there was a hockey sh- shop there. So our drummer, Rob Hunter at the time was like, oh, 
I could wear that helmet and then I could headbutt the symbols without cutting my head, which is what he'd been doing, like a nut job. And Mark got the hockey pads for his knees so he could slide across the stage and it looked cool too. And mm-hmm. It just developed from there a bit, you know. He had protected you most of the time, but uh, it says here that Mark actually had a wall come down on him. Yeah, okay. in 2001, he had a dreadful accident. Now do your voice, uh, sing for me a little. And it would have been a lot worse if it hadn't been for the weather blowing his hat off. And he went to chase the hat, and it moved again, and he moved again, and then it fell down on top of his legs, hmm. crushing them, putting a piece of rebar through one calf, dislocating both of his ankles... And it was touch or go for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to remove his legs, and he told them to go forth and multiply, as you do. Yeah. And he eventually proved them all wrong. They said, you'll never walk again. Okay, sounds good and here he is, uh, out there kicking ass. Nice. Uh, that's the thing about being physical and staying physical. That's how you do it. Um, one of the things it also mentions that you, you kind of like were instrumental in uh, creating that whole like speed and thrash thing i mean that's not specifically what you were doing as raven but it you know it's kind of like a logical progression i know metallica was doing you know something similar to what you were doing and then all of a sudden around you know master of puppets the music style changed for a lot of the metal bands at that time yeah i mean we you know, they still say you're the godfathers of speed metal or what have you. <laughs> and we obviously weren't the only band doing this, but we took from our uh, influences, you know, the Deep Purples, the Led Zeppelins, Judas mm-hmm. Priests, blah, 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 Endless. We, we drew from a lot of bands and we just revved it up. Yeah. Uh, maybe put some more interesting parts in, try to cut out a lot of the repetition mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get to the point quicker. So even though a lot of people said it was influenced by punk, I think that's probably the only thing, the energy and the getting to the point Mm -hmm. type of thing. So, you know, the 15-minute extravaganzas were never really our thing, you know. We'd be rather, you know, three and a half, four minutes. A long song was five or six, and that would be about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, what we did was, you know, like a baton, it was passed and other people took it. And I think they stripped a lot of the musicality out of it, a lot of the melody. But mm-hmm. uh, that's what turned into thrash metal, you know? Yeah. Well, it's always good to have the different flavors, you know? I, that's my opinion, you know? Um, so everything doesn't become stagnant. Sorry, but it's just uh, stupid again here. Hang on a minute. I've got to come over. All right. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is um, I did see a YouTube video of Bruce Dickinson actually interviewing you and going back to the whole athletic rock and yeah. the drummer using the uh, elbow pads and hockey mask. What really piqued my interest is like the, one of the tours or at least one of the shows, you guys went up against a wrestling team. You said one of the tours, what happened? Uh, one of the tours or one of the, or at least one show, you guys went up against some wrestlers. Yeah, that was in 1985 in Chicago at the Aragon Ballroom. It was pretty cool. We had the English band Tank opening up for us. So they played. Okay, try And then they had a, a wrestling ring set up in the middle of the hall. And these guys just went at it like crazy doing the wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. And then we played afterwards. So that mm-hmm. was kind of way ahead of the curve. It was, it was crazy. It was fun, but... Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So I, I heard well, you guys won them. Me. Um, the bass, <laughs> get the bass guitar. <laughs> yeah, I've still got the bruises to prove it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you'll remember it. One of those things you'll take, you can tell your grandchildren or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's this a poster. Uh, it's floating around on the internet. It's it's funny. It's cool. Mm. The main event and all that. All right. So um, again, you're going to be, uh, you know, of course, promoting the Leave 'Em Bleeding SPV record compilation. You're going to be uh, celebrating the 40th anniversary of Wiped Out, and you're going to play it in its entirety. Correct? Yeah. Okay. And you're coming here in our area, just a few miles from where I'm sitting right now, to a place called The Sanctuary in Hamtramck, and that's this Saturday night. It's a great venue. We played there last year, had a, had a good time there. You liked it? Um, we've cool. always done well in Detroit. I mean, yeah. We used to play Harpo's back in the day. That was a crazy venue. Oh, yeah. Very high stage and very high crime rate outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that place is legendary. For... Yeah. And Especially this, the we, bands. We've actually, the... We actually got a, a live broadcast, which uh, we are selling under the table here as a bootleg from that very show back in 85 at Harpo's. Okay. Uh, which sounds phenomenal. It's great. That was the place to see the metal shows back then. There's a besides the sanctuary. There's a place that we have here called the Token Lounge. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's another place that's been around for like 50 so we've years. We've played there many times too. It's, yeah, yeah. John's a good guy who runs the Token Lounge. We've been there quite a few times. Yeah. John Anton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I thank you so much, John, for taking the time to have a chat with us. I really appreciate it. We're looking forward to Saturday night. And um, checking out, uh, reliving the, you know, the days of uh, when uh, metal was kind of like a very prominent uh, genre back then. You know, I mean, it's still important now, but it was like most of the headlining shows that I remember back in the day, if they weren't rock, it was metal. It's true. It, uh, it really made inroads then, and it's uh, to a degree back to the underground, which in some ways is good. Mm -hmm. because people are doing it for the right reasons as opposed to doing it for a cash grab or you know mm -hmm. that type of thing yeah. uh, a lot of people got swept into that uh, but you know especially in Europe and South America and Japan metal is still big it really is I see the postings on the internet about all these huge humongous festivals that are going on all the time um, yeah a friend of mine, when I was at Rebellion, he said, "Yeah, you got to check out the Hell Fest in France." Was one of them that came up. It's a phenomenal festival. We've played that before. It's like five days long at this point, and it has mm -hmm. every band you've ever heard of playing. Yeah, easier really to list crazy. who's not playing than. We, it really is. Well, unfortunately, we weren't one of the ones playing this year, but we were in the studio, so we had an excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we often play Wacken and uh, Alcatraz and Grass Pop. And there's so many cool festivals there. They're very well run. Mm -hmm. uh, it's great for us because you get to meet your peers and, you know, mm -hmm. heroes and what have you, the other yeah. bands and hang out. And it's, it's, it's an awesome way to play. Uh, it's it's so 
so well tailored for the artist. You basically just roll in, do your thing, and roll out. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, once again, we, we're talking with John Gallagher of the band Raven, coming to the Sanctuary in Hamtramck. Um, still tickets available, do you know? As far as I know, they are indeed. Okay. Saturday night should be a good one. Yeah. Always, always a good place. Detroit on a Saturday. <laughs> we're going to crank it up. We're doing the Wiped Out. We'll be doing a couple of new ones, a couple of other oddball classics. And it's, uh, it's a different kind of show for us, but the audience is really being attentive. And then, of course, the last five or six we, we get to let loose a little more as they're more familiar songs to us. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's great that you're still physically able to go out there and do it and you remember the lyrics and all that. No no insult to you, but, you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the rock stars are... people younger than me having those difficulties. Yes, yes, sure. that is I true. I just turned 64 last, back on the 8th, and... Uh, I still have my faculties, I still have my health, and I'm very happy to say so. so. And you still got a few years left in you then. <laughs> oh, yeah. All oh, right. yeah. We're, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Other than getting busier. That's about it. That's good. Isn't that something, how you actually seem like you're busier when you get older than when you, you were younger? It's true. And the, the, the magical thing is, is, you know, we're... We appreciate what we have. We're very mm -hmm. humble to know we've, what we've got as far as this band and performing at the level we are now, which is better than ever, and having the opportunity to tour the world. So it's, uh, you know, we really appreciate it. And for that reason, we definitely put out as much as we can. It's just like... We've always treated every show as like your last show anyway, so yeah. even more so now, you know. Yeah, it's just like life. You just never know tomorrow what it's going to bring. But Saturday's going to bring some great That's metal. That's right, so you make the most of what you got and mm -hmm. give it all you got. That's you all do. you need. All righty. All right, once again, thank you so much, John, and we'll see you soon. And hopefully uh, next year as well, you'll have a new album out and another tour, and we'll go from there. We shall return. <laughs> Let's get there first. <laughs> I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care, John. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you, Scott. Take care, man. You too. Bye-bye. Cheers. Once again, everyone, that was John Gallagher from the band Raven. And they're going to be playing at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck this Saturday night. And as I spoke of before, we have a pair of tickets to give away. So if you're actually watching us in real time, first caller that calls us at 313-285-2090. That's 313-285-2090. You will get a pair of tickets for this Saturday's show. In the meantime, let's do a couple of uh, videos from the band Raven. These are some newer ones or, you know, very recent ones. Uh, the first one is called Metal City, and the next one is called Rockedest Town, the band Raven. I come from a 
The band Raven. All right. They're going to be playing at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck on Saturday night. And um, I, th- I don't think we've uh, gotten the tickets uh, given away yet. So I'm going to remind you, if you liked what you saw there, you say, hey, I want to check that band out, call 313-285-2090. 313-285-2090. So win a pair of tickets for this Saturday show. All right, on to Voxana. They've got a video called Samson Delilah. They're going to be playing tonight in Lake Orion. I'm not sure of the venue off the top of my head, but hey, go on Facebook, look up Voxana, you'll find, figure it out. So without further ado, this is the video again, Samson's Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> this is called Samson's Delilah.
It's Elsie Binks, uh, their latest video, brand new actually, I think it just came out this week, called Binge, if you haven't figured that out. Before that, Twin Temple, interesting cartoon there, let's have a satanic orgy. I thought uh, we get started with that, um, you know, getting the whole mood for October, Halloween, that's coming up uh, very shortly, isn't it? Anyway, they're going to be playing at the Magic Stick in downtown Detroit on Friday, and we started off with Voxana with Samson's Delilah, and they're going to be playing tonight in Lake Orion if you have a chance and time to get out there. Now, right now we're going to play a, a video by the band Y-Track. They're going to be here next week for a live performance. And by the way, of course, stick around at 7 o'clock. We have Strange Chart. But anyway, their uh, video is called Tribal. This is Y-Track.
talking to the setting sun and I gotta cool my smoking gun the desert's hot as it can be and I gotta find a remedy That is the Whiskey Charmers with their brand new video, Water. They're going to be here on November 10th. Mark your calendars if you're into that kind of music, which I am, of course. But uh, they're going to be doing a live band performance for us then. Before that, Wide Track, they're going to be here next week, 7 o'clock. So mark your calendars for that if you like that one. 
So um, that's going to just about do it for the first hour. We're going to finish off um, with side one of the Hourlies, their EP called Symptoms that just came out recently. So we're going to hear two tracks, Red Alert and Mania. And that's going to basically get us up to the uh, 7 o'clock hour. And live, we're going to have the band Strange Heart, and they're going to talk about their music, play some songs for us, and uh, we're going to discuss their upcoming release party, which I believe is uh, this weekend at Otis Supplied. But don't quote me on that. We'll uh, we'll make sure that we get it right before we get out of here at eight o'clock. And I don't know if we've given away the tickets yet, but uh, once again, if you want to see Raven at uh, the Sanctuary in Hamtramck. Call the number 313-285-2090, 313-285-2090. You can see uh, the band, again, Raven at Sanctuary in Hamtramck, a metal band that goes back to the 80s, one of the classic ones. If you're into Metallica and Iron Maiden, all those other ones, then uh, you're going to like this band. So anyway, without further ado, from the LP EP called Symptoms, This is the band The Hourlies. By the way, they were just here a few weeks ago to do a live set for us as well. So everything all ties in as usual. 7 o'clock, Strange Heart.
and it's time for the live band performance portion of the show. And in the studio, I have the pleasure of having the band Strange Heart. How you doing, gentlemen? Good, Scott. Good All to be right. Here. We'll hear from the drummer later. Bobby, are you good? I'm okay. Turn your microphone on, Bobby. <laughs> I told Bobby I'd give him money if he talked. Three dollars every time. <laughs> wow. Yep. So. I'm doing well. How are you, Scott? How, how about we split the money? I'll just keep asking you questions. How's that sound? Does that work for you? <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, we'll make it happen. If that's the case, yeah, we could work together. <laughs> All right, why don't we get started? What, what do you have for us to begin the set? All right, we're going to start off with a song called Gone, uh, which when, uh, when I first wrote it, it was, uh, man, it, actually, I wrote it on acoustic, but it ended up being a, kind of a keyboard-type song, so it's kind of funny to take it back to only acoustic guitars. Mm -hmm. um, and some people go the opposite way. That it starts on the... Yeah, you know, I'm much more comfortable holding a guitar than a uh, piano at this point. But mm -hmm. uh, anyway, Whatever works. So, so here we are. Yeah. So we're going to try it again acoustic. All right.
We have Strange Heart here. I'm going to ask you a really deep question. Yeah. Geographical coordinates. Where is that right there on your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> this is in Northport, Michigan. Northport, Michigan. Yeah. And how does it relate to you personally? Uh, man, it's like that town. I like, yeah. I like sailing, and I sail up there a lot. Okay, so just a favorite to-go spot? Yeah, you know, one time I was walking down the street in the neighborhood, and there was, like, on the, on the sidewalk, there was, uh, like, there was, like, one of those things, like, somebody took chalk and with hmm. arrows. Hmm. And I was, like, on the main street, and I was, like, I was with my wife, and I was, like, what's going, what's going on with this? Yeah. And so we we're following these arrows, and it went around the corner off the main strip mm -hmm. down the side street, and then there was, like, this brand new store there that had just opened up, that which we hadn't seen before. And we've been uh -huh. there, we've been going there a few years. And, uh... And so that's how we found this cute little store, and they had this shirt, and we go there every time now, because hmm. they put the chalk on the sidewalk, so I have to. <laughs> so even if you lose your way, you, all you got to do is look down, you know what, find they, it again. It took a lot of effort to put that chalk, and they, you know, <laughs> they, 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 you know they, they, earned my, uh, they earned my patronage. <laughs> that's cool. All right. If you guys don't mind, if you can go around uh, and in introduce yourselves. Yeah, for sure. What you do and all that good stuff. Start with over here. Mikey? Sure. Scott, how deep do you want to go? Like, I, my name is Mike Schneider. I play mm -hmm. bass in Strangeheart. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, like, I know you're not an original member. How long you been with? I, I actually am an original member. Ah. Uh, Josh I misspoke and I, myself. It's, it's this, right. this clown over yeah, here. Yeah, no, and he yeah. is a clown. It's sunglasses. <laughs> but, no, we, uh, Josh and, and me and Bobby have been playing for at least 20 years under various different yeah, band names. Forgive so. me. It, it was, like, what, about at least four or five years ago that you played for me at the college? Maybe about four oh, years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Four years. Yeah, that's a lot of bands ago. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> I don't think I was there. You were not. <laughs> I was not. Ah, so this is the newer guy. <laughs> yeah, new to you. Not as new as this one. Though. Yeah. All right, so... Um, uh, uh, my name is Bobby Jankowski. Um play drums. Uh, I've played with... Uh, these guys for uh, not as long as they've played together. Mm -hmm. uh, we m we've met in college. Twenty um, two, twenty two years old. Ooh. Yeah, a couple years ago. So that was uh, ten years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, we went uh, to the same college, and we had uh, you know had different bands. And um, at one point, uh, our first band, people quit on one band, people quit on the other band, and we it fit, and the rest is history. Ah. And last but not least, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Mike Leslie. Oh, yeah, Mike <laughs> Leslie. Um, I was born in Royal Oak, Michigan. Right uh, here. Right here. Really? Yeah, I was. I didn't know so that. you were. I was born in Royal Oak, too, Mike. Dude, we were all. I was not. I was not. Uh, you weren't. Oh. So you guys were just <laughs> waiting to play the studio yeah. then, were you? Absolutely. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing with them since June, right? Yep. Of yeah. 22. Wow, yeah. newbie. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I, I just kind of show up in strange, amazing places. <laughs> I'm like the Forrest Gump of the music industry. So you like it so far? I love it, man. Cool. Yeah. All right. As long as you guys are having fun, that's all that matters, man. And maybe make a few bucks, hopefully. <laughs> that's not happening. We're waiting Scott. for that part. Yeah, well. <laughs> waiting for the bucks part. <laughs> well, I can't say a whole lot, but uh, everybody in my circle, we're going to start working on that starting next year. You know, now we're having we're having a lot of fun and uh, just just putting out music and we will continue to do so. That's a great thing about music. As long as you can like actually stand erect and 
play the guitar and sing. It doesn't matter how old you are. That's right. You can keep on doing it. Not me. We're standing erect all right. We're standing erect. <laughs> Some of us are sitting down. But... <laughs> I didn't want, you know, I didn't need that kind of personal information, Mike. You know? <laughs> all right, let's do another song. This next song is actually on our album, which is coming out next Friday. But this song actually is already out. It was, it was one of, actually it was our f- one of our first singles from this album. It's uh, called "24 Hours Without Your Love," and uh, this song took forever to get right. Uh, it was a demo, and we went through so many different iterations trying to figure it out. In fact, I did like a, a long TikTok stream to show like the eight different versions of the song if you really <laughs> want really to get into it. Um, but for now, we're just going to play it. Um, so 20 years from now, when you guys are big and famous, you'll have all alternate takes on your compilation. 20 right? years from now, I'm going to be <laughs> sitting on a boat, not doing a damn thing, and I, w- and I won't care anymore. Uh, that's not true. I'll always care. Okay. Um, uh, but um, what the interesting here is that this song is typically like really driven again by a piano, which mm. we don't have. So we're going to see how this goes. And I'm just going to uh, I'm going to do this on acoustic instead. So here we go. 24 hours without your love. <clears throat> oh, hey, I went I meant to ask. Do you have enough guitar? Do you need more? I think I'm good for now. Okay. <clears throat> Some people go, some people stay, my body won't take another 24 hours carrying on this way. Seem more than enough, seen enough to know you're gonna leave me rough and I know there's no way I'm gonna make it another day, another day without your love. Without your love. No better than the promise the world to change. No better than to let me lie right into your face. Between you and me, a little let me go and pray. Take it or leave it, did nothing worth keeping if it's all the same. Without your love, falling back again was never part of the plan. Without your love. Somebody come on and check my palms And check it again You let me out still on You ain't your command Without your love I wanna meet your command Cause I'm running out of time I'm breaking all the rules Nothing left to prove But everything to do You know my body aches What even turn me away It's like you know it when my Come on and shake me like an earthquake I less than 24 hours Don't be late Cause I know better than the promise The world will change You know better than I let my life
So that's from the upcoming album, then. That's right. That was fun. Tell us about that, the new one. The new uh, album? Yes. Yeah. Um, man, it was uh, a couple years in the making. You know, the first, there's a couple of songs in it that were written right before the pandemic. And, and then the pandemic happened, and like we kind of put them out, but it was just like so depressing that we didn't really do anything. Yeah. And now it's funny because now I've got a buddy who like 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 for instance gone the first song we played was like one of those songs. Mm-hmm. And and he was like one of my best friends in the world. Didn't even know that song existed until just recently. Oh wow. And uh, and he only knew it because he had to play guitar with for us in one of our shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a hell of a way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Man, this is my favorite song ever." And it's like, "It was out 2 years ago." Um but uh uh, but it just shows you like how hard it is to get people's attention in today's day and age. Oh yeah, um, I mean you got to be basically poking them like uh, every yeah. five minutes. I've, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Remember me? I'm I'm really getting over um, my fear of annoying people because I'm really realizing that it's just like no matter how hard I try, they're no. still they're still missing it anyway. Oh yeah, they're only paying attention to you like one out of five times. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter who you are. So yeah. So um. Uh, Oh, was that the st- oh, was that in there? Okay. Um, so, anyways, the um, the new album. There's uh, eight tracks, and we finished. It's kind of crazy, man, because we we finished writing it a little less than a year ago, maybe in like December. Okay. I, th- I think is when the songs were like done, and I had I had like a three song flourish last November, where mm-hmm. I just like ripped off the last three. Okay. And and I was like, hey, we got an album. You know, and then we like kind of scheduled, <laughs> we scheduled recording it before we were even ready. But it's one mm-hmm. of those things I'm like, you know what, if we give ourselves a deadline, we'll be ready. That's how you got to do it sometimes. Right? You know, we're a bunch of musicians. If you don't tell them to be there at a certain time, it's never going to happen. Oh, yeah. Where was it recorded at? In our basement. Oh, just self-recorded. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we recorded um, our first album at this really, really cool studio right on the river in Detroit mm-hmm. with this lovely human being by the name of Dylan Wade. Okay. Uh, and he had uh, his... his Studio is called Tapwater Productions. Okay. You know, but really it's just it could be called Dylan Wade Productions for all you You know, it's just it's just this cute little guy. Mm-hmm. And um it was really this is a cool place. And of course, like a, a big New York real estate firm bought the building um. and kicked everyone out. And so and he'd been there for like eight years. And so I we really love working with this guy. It was the first time I did a recording experience where I really felt comfortable. Yeah. And he just like gave me all the time I needed and and I did I didn't feel pressure. Which I'm like an anxious person, so that I valued that. A lot. He didn't keep looking at his watch, like. You know. Man, he was just like, he just, man, you have to check him for a pulse sometimes. <laughs> uh, and so I wanted him again, so I'm like, listen, we're gonna do it in my basement. You can stay at my house because he lives like way up in north. He lives like in a cabin, in like the Manistee like forest. Wow. Seriously, he dug a well. This is the kind of dude we're talking about here. Um, and just wonderful. And anyways, 
He was like, I'm out of the game. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm like, what if, you, what if we did it in my house on, in one weekend and you could stay in my house? We did it all there. And, he, and I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm looking at my phone waiting for him to respond. And then finally, he's like, I could do that. <laughs> got him. Well, you still got him, just different locale. That's cool. No, no, it was awesome. Yeah, so he came and that's what we did. All right. And, uh, and he just, and so he like, we recorded and he took everything home and mixed it in the freaking woods. And uh, he's really, really great. And I would like, it's funny because I want to like, like, like tell everyone about him, but I just don't think he cares. <laughs> so he's, he's an introvert, really. Oh, yeah, big time. He only comes off his mountain and enough time to re record something or help somebody yeah, record. And probably know. only because he knew me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, so, uh, but he's great, man. We, we really owe him a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be around for the next one. I hope so. I'm going to have to do a lot of talking. <laughs> I'm in All righty. So this um, record's going to be coming out next week, correct? Next Friday. And uh, to be honest, like most of the, like we release a lot of singles as they do these days. Mm -hmm. And so, but there are like a couple extra tracks there that people have not heard. Okay. Uh, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, I've uh, read a lot of articles recently where it's it makes most sense in this uh, climate. People uh, aren't interested in entire albums, you know, per se. Not everybody, but some people. It's like they just want that quick, you know, song here, song there, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just a you sign. Know? Of the, it's just a sign of the times, and you it's, could and you could be mad about it forever, but it's like no. it's not going to do anything. Yeah, the days of young people just you know like we did. We you know hold ourselves in our bedroom, put the headphones on, and you know. Eight albums later, it's past bedtime, you know, that kind of thing. Not happening. Doesn't exist. No. No. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. But, you know what, it is what it is, and, like, we had a good time. It kept me busy for the last, how many months has it been? Five months? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every month, I'm, like, working on a new release, and we're, like, mixing all these, like, doing all these videos and doing everything else. It's, it's definitely, like, kept me busy. Kept you off the streets. Which I'm sure my wife Away from the local out. jails, you know. Yeah. And away from your wife for a bit, too. That, that's oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That is not the case. Everything was at home. Oh, she's uh, watching right now. That's why you're saying that. Right? No, no, it was just me and the kids. <laughs> me and the kids. I have a great, I have a great uh, picture I took uh, that I posted where uh, I'm like trying to like write, and like both of the kids are like on me, <laughs> and I was just like me trying to write. Do they inspire you sometimes? Every once in a while. Um, I would say I'm inspired by them all the time, but I haven't figured out how to write about it in a way that makes me comfortable to put into the world. Ah. Uh -huh. But I yeah. could see that. I mean, I if I start talking about them, I'm gonna start crying, and nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants that. Nobody, I, I'm a I'm I'm a world class crier, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, we better do another song. <laughs> Here, let me let me find a sad one. Oh, they're all sad. Okay. Uh, actually, no. This is actually. You know what? This is our token happy song. Ah. This song is uh, uh, called "Do You," and it's a it's a song about living life to the fullest. And uh, just, just never, uh, never stop trying to, to do just that, basically. Um, the first line is, I'm on a quest to feed my soul. And pretty much that's, that's everything. Uh, so do you, right? Won't settle for less 
11 Mile Sessions Live. Once again, we had the band Strangeheart doing a live performance for us. Hey. Hey, hey. All right. Why don't we take a little break from Yak and why don't we just keep it going for a little bit? So. Uh, can we have just a little bit more of uh, Mike Leslie's guitar, please? All right, sounding good. Okay, so this next song is called Enemy. And uh, this is one of the harder songs for me to sing. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Um, hey, Al. Al? Uh, I'm adding a tambourine, which might be super hot. Uh, just letting you know that. Yeah. Just a little thing. Yes. Yes, please. We can do that. <laughs> All right. So, enemy. Hmm. This is a song about mental illness and uh, having it in the family and being afraid that you also are afflicted. It's pretty, it's pretty heavy. I'm just going to start playing. <clears throat>
All right. So you got through it, that song? I did. I almost started crying. It's true. Oh. But I did. No, that's because we were talking about something emotional right before we started the song. And then I was like really like lucid, like in the moment. And I was like, this is not the song to be in the moment, Josh. Wow. But we're, are we going to have to get some hankies to bring them in here? Or? No, I'll just use my shirt. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'll use Mike Leslie's shirt. It looks, it looks, yeah, that's it looks a good better. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the wonderful thing about music, though, it's good therapy, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've got a psychology degree, a master's, actually, and it just, it's amazing what music can do in all shapes and forms. Yeah, most people think, well, it gets me moving, it gets me dancing, whatever, but it really has some therapeutic um, properties, you know, it can make cheer people up. Or sometimes I've always said to people, sometimes when I'm feeling really down, I listen to like depressing music and I just write it and I go all the way down. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with it. I just yeah. let it, let it happen. I'm not fighting. I'm going. And the same goes for memory. They, they've done case after case where they realize that even people with dementia can still remember music. My mom, toward the end of her life, you know, she could remember what she had for lunch. She could remember what day it was. But if we were driving around in the car and some of the songs that we both listened to when back in the 70s come on, she could sing right along with it like she wrote it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. So, I mean, it's the power of music. You um, can't underestimate it. Anyway. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Sure. Can you hand me that cable that's right behind his chair? Uh, if possible. Or, Mike, can you yeah, get it? Uh, I'll try. Do something, Mike. <laughs> Come on, I think Mike. I got it. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Oh. Making everyone work. <laughs> My back didn't give out that time. Cool. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't prematurely end the entire broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, We're going to stop. I could listen to the rest of the show lying yeah, down. I'm fine. got an ambulance. <laughs> Nah, it's not that bad. I'm deviating from the set list. Uh oh. Ooh. <laughs> Everyone freaks out. Well, he is devious, isn't he? Ew. <laughs> what are we doing, buddy? Good company. Oh, yeah. Good company. More tambourine. All right, so this song is off our new album. The last, one, the last one is also on a new album. Uh, this is a newer song, though. This was written in that, that flurry last uh, November. Last burst of energy. It just came yeah, out. Yeah, I was like, oh, I have all these things to say. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's called Good Company. Um, and uh, I'm not, not going to give it too much. It's a, it's a storytelling song, so I'll let it speak for itself. Alrighty. Uh, <clears throat>
right, once again, we have the band Strangeheart with us, live performance. And uh, we were talking before the show. Now, I, of course, know most of the details um, because you played for me about four years ago over at WHFR. But I thought it'd be interesting if you shared with us a little bit how the name Strangeheart actually came about. Well, um, so first off, I was living in Reno, of all places in the world. Um, uh, I left Michigan in 2010, went to Chicago for a couple years, was in LA for a year, and then uh, I ended up in Reno for several years, and uh, just l working, living life. And there was uh, some illnesses in the family. I had a couple sisters who uh, both got sick with, well, one with cancer, one with leukemia. And, and it, Obviously, that's just a bad time when both of your sisters are, are going through at the same time. And I felt very, I felt very much like I wasn't doing my part because I was 2,000 miles away. So happily, my wife was like, but I didn't want to like, like make my wife move to Michigan, you know? But she was like, we should go to Michigan. I'm like, thank God. Uh, because I just felt so bad not being here. And, um, and so... We moved back, and uh, and now I hadn't been in a band since 2010. I hadn't written anything since 2008, and I hadn't really done anything like that. And and so, but I knew I wanted to do music, um, and so I was like thinking about doing that. And while this is happening, like we're just at the hospital every day. It was just it was not a good time, and I, I'll spare everyone the details. But uh, both my sisters did die, and which was obviously terrible, and uh, it's still terrible. Um, but I'm not gonna dwell on that right now. Um, so, you know, when that was over, you know, just writing music and kind of like going through that, and then uh, Bryce Carroll, now Bobby and, and Mike, um, I knew I wanted to play music with because we played music forever. And I was like, those are my guys, let's play some music. And and we needed a, a lead guitarist, and Bryce Carroll-Co had just moved back. He, um, he had just had a heart transplant, and he moved back to Michigan. And part of the inspiration for the name was from him getting a heart transplant, and part of it was just like, I pretty much only write super emotional songs. I'm really working on trying to write like some really fun, playful songs that don't mean anything, but I haven't <laughs> figured that out yet. I'm 42, it's gonna happen any time now. Uh, <clears throat> So it really, it really checked a lot of boxes as far as what we were about. Um, and so, you know, now Bryce, uh, unfortunately, uh, is, you know, is no longer with us, but the music we did together is still here. And to me, that's, it, you know, it, it speaks for itself. And I, and I think we have, you know, some good moments to be proud of. Nice. And, you know, the writing the music after this all happened, it, it gave you both something to focus on. You know, to get, I yeah. mean, you're never going to get over, the, you know, the passing of your sisters, but. Yeah, I, there was, there was a, man, there was just a lot. There was a lot. I mean, because also, like, I hadn't written anything in for such a long time that I had, like, years of living to look back on. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of material. And just to kind of reflect. And for whatever reason, like, I just didn't do any writing at all, all those years. I, you know, and I think it's because I wasn't in a band, and I didn't feel like I had anybody to play it for. And so I just didn't even try, you know? I just felt like I just didn't have anything, I just didn't have anything to give. 
Um, and then I got back here, and all of a sudden I was just like, I need to, I need to write songs. <laughs> That's uh, the thing about being in the, the Detroit area. You have to. You just have to. <laughs> <laughs> One goes with the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, that was kind of like how the band kind of started. You know, mm. and, uh, and I think we'll just keep going. Mm. There's, you know, there's a lot of life to live and a lot of things to, to talk about. And there'll be experiences coming up in the future. You, you know, know it. But, yep. Yeah. All right. What do you have for us now? <clears throat> I'll do this one because it, it speaks to what we were just talking about. Um, so I was, I remember, I remember writing this song because I was in such a bad place. Um, and I remember sitting at the, my like kind of kitchen table, I guess you would call it. We have like a one, we have one room, so I don't know, you can call it the kitchen. Um, but I remember sitting there and being like, just really dark. I, I'm pretty sure I was extremely hungover. And, uh, and I was just not in a good place and, and I just started writing it. And I was, I just like was thinking about Otis Redding's Dock of the Bay. Now in that song, he plays a lot of dominant chords and minor chords. And I was thinking about that when I did it. Mm -hmm. Now, other than the chords, that has nothing to do with the song at all, other than that I was like messing around with these dominant chords a lot. Right. So I just kind of ran with it. Mm -hmm. um, but this is me at a dark point. There's a lot of other stuff. We just, I could write a book, but I'm not going to get into everything that inspired this song. There's just so much. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, anyways, the song is called The Captain. louder than it was before, or am I imagining that? Did you turn my anything up? If I'm imagining, it's okay. Okay, that, that's fine, just making sure. <laughs> Here's the part of telly I'm falling apart Here's the part of telly I don't know how to stop Don't lose 
lose our minds if we bury ourselves in each other's lives and we'll sing together. No dying, but ain't it living right, right, right? Love you both sitting away.
So, new album comes out a week from Friday. And do uh, you have a release party going on? We do. Oda Supply. We're going crazy. I really can't emphasize this enough. We are doing... I'm like, you know what? I'm not happy unless I'm stressing out about something. <laughs> we've got background singers. We've got a horn section. We've got... Honestly, I would have added a, a, like a percussion section, but I don't think we could fit them on stage. <laughs> uh, so we're doing, we're doing everything. Okay. Um, and it's, gonna be, it's either going to be really, really, really awesome or like a spectacular disaster. Either way. It's going to be spectacular. It's going to be spectacular. And people will remember yeah. it regardless. Yes, it's going to be something. <laughs> like, All man, right. do you remember that night? Holy. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's going to happen a week from Friday, the oldest supply then? That is right. Friday, October 21st. And we have more songs coming out that day with the album, of course. And um, in fact, we'll, we'll end up finishing up with one of the songs coming out that day. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it's been great. Mike Leslie, actually, over here, um, Mr. Mr. Sunglasses, is going to be um, opening up the night. Uh, he actually just played Singers in the Round this Tuesday. Hmm. And um, he debuted a new song, which is, well, first off, he released a single uh, maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago, called, yeah. called Grand Haven, which is an incredible song uh, so you should listen to it uh, and now he just has a new song called let it ride he's gonna be playing it he's just he's really really prolific okay. and um he's such a superstar that's why he wears the sunglasses uh, he's earned the title yeah then. yeah he's he's really he's he's something so he's opening up the night uh and then we have the claudettes from chicago hmm. who when i lived in chicago on my journeys across the country uh their uh their guitarist bass player I started a soul band when I was in Chicago, short-lived soul band. He played bass mm -hmm. for it. Um, so, but that's, and also, yeah, they're just an incredible band. So you should see them and then us. Great. So uh, that's going to be a week from Friday. And then uh, you have your own website, correct? Strange oh, yeah. Heart? We've got everything. And you can find Facebook, us. the whole nine we're, yards. We're, uh, we are fully on so that internet, my Anybody friend. wants to do more investigating, find your oh. music, all that good stuff? If you can't find us, you need to, there's something wrong. <laughs> We've, we've really gone above and beyond. All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming down and playing Thanks for us. For I really us, appreciate man. it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much well, for having us. Please come again, and then uh, we're going to finish off with what? Uh, this is a song called Don't Say. And, uh, yeah, this is just a fun song. This is, hey, you know, I tell you what, this is a fun song. So it's a good, it's a good finisher. Happy. Yeah. I mean, I'm being super snarky during it, but I'm still I'm having a good time. <laughs> Driving me mad, your foot's on the gas. You're not letting go, never taking it back. It's all empty threats that deserve that again. 
That's all right. It was a big finish. Yeah. What do I do like?